The following is a free preview of one of our Patreon bonus episodes. For more great content like this, help support us by going to patreon.com slash podcastersassemble. Link in the show notes. If you're a fan of this podcast and want to see it continue, help support us on Patreon, where you can unlock tons of exclusive content, including, but not limited to, movie commentaries, ad-free versions of our promo specials, extended cuts, early access to new episodes, behind-the-scenes clips, first access to merchandise, blooper reels, and even a chance to vote on what we cover next on our podcasters' disassembled episodes. Just head right on over to patreon.com slash podcastersassemble. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash podcastersassemble. Link in the show notes. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start recording just so I don't forget. Do I need to press it? Do you want me to record on a specific item or just? Hmm? Oh, no, no, no. You can go ahead and start recording. I was going to have us all clap when it gets to a certain number. Okay. Uh, just, just okay, waiting on like... <laughs> confirmation from Ben, too. It looks like he's muted right now. Yeah, mine says mm. it's giving me a time, but it says your clock is 1.4 seconds ahead. Does that? 1.4. Oh. Wow. <laughs> 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 it's weird because like my time frame is all weird because i was like oh it's gonna be eight o'clock yeah, yeah. Oh, okay i'm negative 0.126 seconds off <laughs> with okay. the margin of so, error of 0.025 so i think i'm pretty accurate <laughs> okay yeah so that clock weird because like uh there's this weird <laughs> thing like because i'm still working remotely at my day job oh and, wow uh, that's gotta be when i update we use some shitty old program that uses i think natural is the programming language um and it when i upload shit from my work files it uses my computer clock to sync the time it timestamps it with my computer clock and that's the worst uh, fucking way to do that right so i'm four i'm four hours and now i'm five hours ahead because there's no daylight savings time again, oh, so there's shit. an extra hour jump so I'm oh, five hours nuts. ahead of work. So everybody, all of the doctors that I that I work for, got like an alert notification at four a.m. that their ship was about to start. That their nine a.m. ship was about to start. <laughs> so all their phones went off at four a.m. and I was like, oh fuck, okay, I'll just, I'll just, I'll be four twenty one p.m. at home on my computer clock right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. That that is the dumbest fucking way to record time. It should be done awful. to the server it's time. Awful. It should be done to a, a fucking Zulu time. Just make it up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so is everyone uh, recording? Everyone is. Well, I'm recording. Okay. Uh, Ori? Ben? I, I am now. Yes. Thanks for reminding me. Okay. No worries. Just want to make sure. Um, I guess when it gets to, uh, was it 2200, we can all clap. Does that sound good? All right, getting there. So, Almost say it again, there. Twenty zero zero. Yeah. Fuck. I oh, we can it. do it again. Let's uh. Let's, let's do it at the fifteen. Fifteen sounds get... good. I didn't give you enough time. <laughs> Got too many there. windows open. Yeah. I think we got it. <laughs> <laughs> that blew my fucking I, levels out. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I was one point four seconds ahead on that clap. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No worries. It'll just kind of help me sync it up. You know, it'll all be good. All right. You guys ready? I am ready. It's so much <clears> more <throat> stressful when I can't just read it off a Word doc. Oh, sorry. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I just 
threw that together. Uh, we don't even have to really go in order necessarily. I just wanted to make sure we didn't really miss anything, you know? For sure. Uh, but I've got like kind of a little intro written out. So I'll go ahead and just jump into that and then introduce each of you. All right. Welcome back to Podcasters Disassembled. I'm Eric Slater from Epic Fails of History, Too Young for This Trek, and Comic Zombie. And today I'll be hosting this special debrief of the latest film in the long-running 007 franchise, the 25th official Bond movie, No Time to Die. A movie we never thought we would see. Uh, in fact, this is, in a way, our grand finale for season 003, which we first started back in 2019 as a countdown to this very movie. Even though we're now coming up on season seven, we knew we absolutely had to get the crew back together to finish what we started. Uh, so before we get much further though, I do wanna give the listeners at home a heads up that this will be a spoiler filled discussion about No Time to Die, because honestly, there's not really a way to talk about this movie without going into some pretty big spoilers. So if you haven't watched it already, definitely pause this episode, go see it, then come back and listen to us ramble on about it. If you haven't already checked out our Bond season, we'll have links in the show notes to those episodes. Uh, so joining me today, we have Corey Torgerson. What up, yo? <laughs> uh, Justin Aki. Aki. Justin Aki. And Ben Thompson. Hello. How mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Blofeld. <laughs> Was the, I, I think I can do that again more awkward. <laughs> Shoot. No, I, I think that was yeah, most no. awkward. You possibly could have done that. <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to get the four of us back together because I think we were all like the most frequent submitters on all the Bond episodes. I don't know. It just it just felt right. <laughs> it's a good choice. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I only missed probably like three or four because you invited me on, I think, right before from russia with love which is like one mm -hmm. of my tops but i missed that one and did the following one instead and i think there was a like so i, I missed dr no i missed from russia with love and then i think there was one more in there that i might have missed did you come in on goldfinger that's the only thing i could think of yeah three yeah i know i so. came on in on goldfinger because that's you know it's a classic yeah and i think ben you jumped in with uh was it honor majesty's secret service it was pretty early on. Yeah, I missed. Yeah, it was early. It was Majesty Secret Service was the first one I did, and then um, yeah, I think I missed most of the like Sean Connery ones. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, I did Diamonds Are Forever, which is like the worst. Oh one. man, that movie's awful. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and unfortunately for our home listeners, I was on every single. I one was of about it. to say I don't think you missed a single one, and I mean obviously I was on all of them, but I was also editing most of them, so. <laughs> I missed a couple of the Roger Moore ones. You didn't miss anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, Bond is one of my favorite series ever. So, and I mean, even coming off this one, like Eric, you and I were blessed enough to see this in theaters opening weekend. Yeah, that was but, a fun time. I mean, we're recording this on the 10th of November, uh, one day after it went to video on demand. Mm -hmm. So I have not had a chance to rewatch it again since it went on video demand. I know you've crammed it in there, but like, this is... This is it's a it's a good movie. It's it's rough though. Just be like, hey, we, we're we're trying to record a, a play along. We can't get the whole crew back together because a lot of them don't have access to a movie theater. Sure. They're not going to go to movie theater. We're still in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. Yeah, you know? the, the timing on this was a little awkward, but I I figured we had to do something, and I didn't want to wait too long. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So again, people, spoilers. But I mean, it's been out at this point 
for a month. So get your life together. Yeah, seriously, go. I mean, you know, it's on VOD, so now you do have the chance to watch it. And by the time this episode releases, like, it's it's your fault at that point. Uh, so before we get into, you know, the meat of the discussion, I wanted to go around the table and ask, what is, like, your history with the Bond franchise? Just in general don't need to go too far into it but yeah uh so let's start with you ben how how did you first become a fan well like you know for for me like the kind of the first time i really remember seeing a bond movie and it's kind of like almost embarrassing to say it but i think it's probably like golden eye right i, I mean i remember watching yeah. like parts <laughs> of them growing up but it's like you know golden eye was at that point where i was like you know i was 16 when it came out i was in high school i went to see it in the theaters and then um, I kind of went back to fill in some of the some of the gaps, and that was like one of the really fun things about doing this show mm-hmm. was that for a lot of these, it was the first time I was watching the movie, so I had never seen like Moonraker, for instance. Oh man! Um, so when I'm doing the when I'm doing the episode, it's very you're getting very genuine reactions from me at the time because I I didn't know what to expect about. It. I was like, oh, they go to space, but I don't know anything. I don't think I'd seen a single Roger Moore one. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> when we did, when we did, um, I think I'd seen like maybe Goldfinger and Dr. No before we started doing this from Russia with love. I'd seen, I don't know, but for most of it, it was, it was all pretty new to me. And, uh, and that was really cool, uh, to kind of experience that and, and, and watch as we went through the different years and it was really cool. Definitely. Uh, and, and when we were redoing the, uh, redoing the Timothy Dalton ones, I realized that I had seen, uh which is the the one that they were trying to do die hard um it wasn't like oh no it was license to kill the living daylights it was like yeah yeah so it was living daylight yeah living daylights it was amazing yeah i was like super impressed with living daylights when i saw but yeah uh, i had seen license to kill before and i think i talk about it in the episode but there's that scene where the dude goes into the decompressor chamber yeah and he just like gets exploded and i remember watching that in the theaters (laughs) at like at like eight or ten or something i was too yeah, young brutal. to watch that and i just remember that like scene haunting me <laughs> for years and then just being like why the why the can i swear on the show or are we swearing yeah, on the show i know i can swear on, okay so i was like why the fuck did my dad take me to this movie because this was some crazy shit yeah. and uh and then i was like as we were watching these in order i was like oh yeah okay this is really out of left field for james bond franchise to explode a dude in a decompressurization chamber yeah uh don't forget they also chucked a guy into a uh coke grinder yeah that was like even worse (laughs) that happened to that movie too yeah i feel like the the explosion is probably more like of a visceral you know thing I feel like yeah. someone getting thrown into like a meat grinder is like ah whatever, but it, like well, and Felix I, gets like attacked by sharks. He gets like lowered yeah, that, into it. Yeah, I guess his leg. Yeah. He doesn't get attacked by Shit's sharks nasty. in James Bond movies. That's old hat. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but it, it was it was, like was uh, it was scanners meets saw. It was a, it's a rough movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was like an added thing of like we were leaving the theater and like that scene had stuck with me and I was like, can that happen? And my dad was like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, Corey, what about you? Okay, so I know the first James Bond movie that I saw was Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. Um, really? That was your first one? Cool. Yeah, uh, and it was... Um, I was I had to have been double digits, but I remember it was over at my uncle's place, and I hadn't really seen James Bond. Like, 
maybe I had seen clips on the telly, but like never sat and watched. And I saw that and it was like, man, this is a lot of fun. Like it's very unique. And I, I remember really enjoying the spy craft. Um, and I mean, Sean Connery, just like being Sean Connery was a really cool experience. <laughs> um, and it stuck out. And I remember getting a box set of all the Sean Connery films in probably like 2010, 2011. So I, I watched all of his films. Um, I don't remember how much I had seen of like Roger Moore uh, up until we actually watched all of them. I know I had seen at least like chunky parts of some of them because like <laughs> Octopussy. Um, I, I remember bits of Octopussy, but I know I've never seen Octopussy until last year. Well, back in the day, they used to have like reruns on uh, what was that channel? There was a channel that always had Bond movie re- like marathons, like TBS, T- TBS, Tur- yeah. Turner Classic Movies, TCM, maybe that. Yeah, PBS. Yeah, any any number of you know classic film channels. And then, I mean, two thousand six Casino Royale, and that was like the most impactful. Oh yeah, um, and I know that honestly, like Casino Royale is probably the thing that got me to go back. And when thinking about it, because it's like you get to see the new Bond and then it's like, well, now I want to check the other ones. I had never really seen much of the Pierce Brosnan stuff. I just remember when he was on TV, I didn't like him. <laughs> I still kind of don't, but, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not my favorite, there. but I don't hate him. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I didn't have the Pierce Brosnan nostalgia factor. What about you, Justin? Uh, see, OK, so I've always been a 007 nerd. Uh, my first Bond was Roger Moore. Uh, and it would have been, I was watching, again, on TV, it would have been uh, TBS, it would have been uh, USA. USA did a lot of the um, Timothy Dalton movies. But I remember seeing, right. uh, God, I, I, Live and Let Die, I have, must have seen at least 15 times. Just because it was on repeat all the time, and I've seen those. I didn't see Man with a Golden Gun until later on in rewatching. Um, and then even going back, when I went to art school, uh, one of the projects I did was uh, recreating the... Um, uh, with the birth of Venus, one of the, it's the lady in the shell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I pretty much, I watched all the James Bond movies up to that point. So it wouldn't, would have been Casino Royale was the, uh, the last one in that series, but I watched all of them and, and inserted a character from each of the movies into that, the drawing for class. Oh. I, it was, it was, I thought it was pretty cool. That's I have cool. no clue. We, I remember throwing it out. I don't know if I have a picture of it or not, but I mean, uh, when I was a kid, I had the 1998, uh, limited edition, a 007 fossil watch. I mean, like oh, wow. I, I've always been, a nerd or like try to do like the spy stuff. Um, no. So like watching, watching all of these again, cause I, I've seen every single one of them except for no time to die at least three times. Mm, and just yeah. saying um, some of them more than others, but I mean like there's some terrible ones. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it's <laughs> been, I would say when the broccolis really had their stranglehold in the beginning, they were trying to be very, uh, cognizant of the source material and only slightly adjusting it. Also, movie series at the time were terrible. And now it's basically just like, hey, what can James Bond do that other action movies are doing, but we could do better? What can we do first? I mean, I'm surprised that we're in, if we were filming... Well, I mean, we kind of did that when we had Brosnan with... Uh, what was it? Um, in 2002, Die Another Day. I'm surprised we didn't have like a bullet time sequence. I mean, there's some stuff that <laughs> yeah. we... They've kind of like sat on for a while mm-hmm. um and even now they're just catching up to regular fiction i was going to say with the uh the plot in this one not to skip over our head but nanobots like 
there's other other movies recently that have done nanobot type things. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they're not I, really playing. I have a theory full. on the nanobots thing. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I want to get into that. I'm, I'm I curious. I yeah, this. yeah. Hold your but, hold that thought. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I I just think that this my my favorite Bond growing up was uh, Roger Moore. But really, it, well, yeah, because that's who I grew up with. Okay. But I I went to I went to uh, I went to Connery. Because they're like, oh, well, you can't beat the original. But then you're watching those movies again. Like, it's... He's not good. I mean, he's a good actor, but those movies he, aren't he good. He phoned in about half of shit. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I would say my, my favorite Bond now is Craig. Just because, like, I, this yeah. whole movie, uh, all movies of his, has an arc. Now, it's not the best in the movies every time. Uh, and there's some weird parts to him. But, like, Craig, this, this is a movie series. Like, if you're going to take, like, another spy series, say, like, the classic Triple X series... Classic. There's there's no consistency. Classic. Like at least we get Bond, we get a complete <laughs> series. So yeah, I, I brought Triple X into this. I have something to say about that too. Oh, later on. Uh, okay. So. <laughs> oh man, I don't think I'll have anything as cool as bringing um, Dom. I know he's not Dom in Triple X. Xander Kane, right? Xander Cage. Cage. Xander oh, Cage. God. All right. Well, let's let's get. It out makes of you feel better. The, the third one's door, terrible. <laughs> Xander Cage, the X is capitalized. Yeah. <laughs> the middle X is. <laughs> um, but yeah, being being a Bond fan is kind of weird. It's like being a Star Trek fan where you just have to acknowledge that like 70% of the episodes are crap, but it's the good ones that really make it worth it. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean the Daniel Craig ones were, were cinema at a level that like, you know, some of the Roger Moore ones were not. Right? Yeah, it's so, the like, opposite were, end of the spectrum. Much better. They're much well better made. Like even if you want to look at some of the the weaker Daniel Craig sure. ones, they well, were like it was a you, you just like it's very hard to compare that to like in Octopus. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, it feel, definitely elevated the franchise. Like which one of these is better? And it's like, well, okay, <laughs> kind of, kind those of are my better. options. But I feel it like it also <laughs> comes down to pacing it's true. because you have. Let's take the movie Thunderball, which I know people rag on all the time. With it is a very reason. classic James Bond, and then they remade it. But like the Thunderball plot, there's a 25 minute scuba diving sequence <laughs> that. You could have cut yeah. down to five minutes. Hey, good guys, bad guys, scuba, stab. No, they literally show every man getting murdered <laughs> in real time. There's no yeah. slowdown. And then even then, like when in Thunderball, when Connery is running away in the fair, like there's a whole thing, which by the way, they repeat that sequence later on in Moonraker. I mean, there's the, the pacing on these. And so when you know, like I'm glad that Ben brought it up. This is cinema. We've learned. We've yeah. learned pacing. We've learned editing. Even in, okay, let's just take this movie, latest movie, No Time to Die. There are some vista sequences where the camera, there's no action, there's no voiceover, there's no nothing. And the camera's just panning over something. But it pans over for four and a half seconds and then moves on to the next fucking scene. Yeah. Like, it is, yeah. it's paced. It's it's designed. I, I think the change really came about. And it's it's definitely, the Dalton movie started a change. Uh, because there's a very clear like delineation between how the Dalton films were made versus more, but there's not a very big difference between like Connery and more. But I, I think the thing is they went from focusing on let's make a movie about Bond to let's make a movie that Bond is in. Because mm, yeah. I, I feel like the all the earlier films, um, it's they have so much to do with like Bond and then like slow moving spy stuff. And they're not movies they are trying to specifically cover they're trying to make the character cool and i I feel like it's i gotta say though i like the spy craft i kind of miss that 
You know, oh, I yeah. think the Daniel Craig movies brought it back in a cool way, but I'd love to see more of that kind of stuff going forward. And, I, um, I actually we'll think about... the best cue sequences were going to be um, Brosnan because you oh, had the yeah. humor and oh. it was quick and paced. Yeah. But when you think like, again, Connery's when they show like the cue or him getting gadgets, those 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 were dragged out scenes again, pacing. But like I would say Brosnan had it correct. Mm. It took approximately six minutes out of screen time. They showed some funny stuff. You had some background gags. You were good to go. Yeah. And there's that like, you know, the, the general like Bond formula has been like awesome action sequence at the beginning. Yep. Awesome like setup sequence. where like we're getting the gadgets and we're getting the mission and we're going in. And then like a cool battle. And then just like 20 minutes of just fucking off doing jet shit, standing around, talking like nothing happens. And you could just cut that entire yeah. piece out and make the entire movie 60 minutes and it would be way better. Well, it, is, it is interesting, I think. Huge destruction like, at the end. Oh, totally. to, to Justin's point, him saying like the, their ability to um, take nothing and make it interesting in like No Time to Die. Um, you, they, we've yeah. we've learned how to take slower scenes and make it interesting. Whereas, um, you know, you had mentioned the lengthy scuba diving scene, "Live and Let Die." I think it's like thirteen or fourteen and a half minutes of a speedboat sequence. And oh God, it, it's it's painful to watch. <laughs> and there, like, I, I even made the note in that episode. There is an entire like micro story arc in that like 13 to 14 minutes there there are a sequence of things that happen that have like an uh, a beginning a middle and an end to them and it's like this is surreal but it is so interesting how in i guess growing through like i think skyfall was kind of where that changed where they were like we can take it slower and the slowness is now adding dramatization as opposed and and you can also learn about the character in the slow points as opposed to like shoving it down your throat in a boat race scene yeah sure and a lot of that is like a lot of those scenes like that 20 minutes or 30 minutes of fucking off is like when he's like infiltrate he's meeting the girl and he's meeting the villain right and they're talking and like the interactions like no time to die is a good job with it skyfall did a great job of it like just even the way that they film like the bad guy speech when we first see Javier Bardem come yeah, through. Totally. But in like the Sean Connery ones, it's like, well, well, I like this kind of scotch. Well, I prefer this <laughs> type of scotch. Oh, I'm so much cooler than you. Or, <laughs> or he goes out like, with oh Quirrell twice. He goes out with Quirrell twice in the boat. So you have a day sequence and a night sequence, which is just, you know, a day sequence with blue light. Like it, there literally is just dragging on for 40 minutes when you could met Quirrell Gone out I, once, found the island, fought the dragon. It's that old Rat Pack thing where it's like, oh, we got budget for a movie. Let's just like go out and drink on a boat all day, you know, and film some <laughs> and then shit. They can and then like, we'll write it off exactly. on our taxes. <laughs> I think I Eric think... will speak more to this as an author, but I yeah. think it also builds that they were really well, trying to stick ben to the knows books. <laughs> oh, yeah. More than ben, I do when it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> but they try to stick with the books. I wrote, I wrote my rental of No Time to Die off on my taxes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. This is a fucking business expense for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think with a lot of uh, those early movies, a lot of it was pacing, but also they were trying to stick so closely to the Fleming novels, which are super detailed. And it's more of like an immersive experience. You can say but I. <laughs> <laughs> They're not bad. Yeah, I mean. They are boring. For a I mean, modern a really sensibility. Point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where it's I, like, yeah, okay, well, it's not a novel until you have 50,000 words, so... Like, we get it, you have money, you've been to <laughs> Jamaica a multitude of times. Yeah, like. <laughs> exactly. 
you speak six languages. I don't need to hear you like argue with this guy in six languages, right? Like, I got it. I, I get it. I got it. Whatever point you were trying to make with the scene, I fucking got it. Congrats, Two Tolkien. We know you can speak six languages. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. We. I got the joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for me, um, I think GoldenEye was definitely my gateway drug. The video game specifically, though, the N64 game. <laughs> and then, of course, I got into the movie from there. I was like, wait, there's a movie? Uh, <laughs> you telling me they turned this video game into a movie? <laughs> and my mind was blown when I found out not only was there a movie, but there had been an entire franchise that had been going for decades. Uh, so it's, it's becoming so clear why you kept calling him Pierce Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> Pierce, Pierce Bronson, Action. right? Action Bronson. <laughs> uh but yeah so i you know back then like um i think i was in middle school i want to say um and my stepbrother jason at the time he had a box set of like pretty i think it was all the movies up until goldeneye and so i just binged those you know and it was it was interesting you know watching the quality kind of slowly diminish (laughs) as we got into the roger moore movies and all that but i had a lot of fun with it and i still have nostalgia for you know that time i guess so yeah i got really back into it when uh, casino rail came out and i've been a fan ever since i think you know i went back and read some of the novels and all that so we had a whole uh, episode for it, people you can go back and listen to it <laughs> that's right <laughs> that, well, i think that was recorded a year ago <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's been a minute <laughs> but yeah we've been waiting on this one for a while uh there's been like i want to say two years of delays i looked it up uh the other day because i like when I go to theaters, uh, I bring a paper notepad with me and I write down, you know, a lot of the notes about the movie, like when it was released, stuff like that. And when I'm writing down like the release date, I was like, I should write down when it was supposed to release as well as like a <laughs> note. And I looked it up yeah. and allegedly like this is more of the problematic and less uh, pandemic but the original proposed release date was November of 2019. So we are literally two years from the release date. Yeah, there was um, some delays like production wise initially. A director left or yeah, something? Yeah, they, they changed directors yeah. uh, pretty early on, I guess. Because uh, originally it was Danny Boyle that was going to direct this one. and Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And he, like, it was like big news when he, you know, was attached to the project. But then I guess he didn't like what they wanted to do for the ending as we'll definitely get into in a few minutes here. Uh, but um, yeah, so it changed to Carrie Joji Fukunaga. Yeah. Fukunaga. Oh man. Just looking up uh, Danny Boyle. I didn't realize it, but he did 28 days later. Some dog. Yeah, I was trying to think. Danny Boyle is awesome. Danny uh, Boyle is the shit. I would love to see him tackle a Bond movie at some point. Him and Christopher Nolan. He would have been, uh, I would say, more of a Casino Royale director where we had a lot of fast cuts and hard cuts. You got to think about the original uh, fight in the bathroom scene and then the uh, parkour scene. There was a lot of hard cuts. And Danny Boyle is known for his hard cuts. Yeah, he did. Oh, man. I can't imagine train spotting James Bond. (laughs) (laughs) Well, freaking, I just saw a thing like, was it today or yesterday that they were saying that um, uh, um, the, the Hot Fuzz guy. Yes. Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Edgar Wright. Yeah. Edgar Wright, the Scott I, I, Pilgrim guy. Yeah. Edgar Wright's like one of my favorite directors. He's great. Baby Driver, Shaun of the Dead, all that stuff's good. Again, hard yeah. cuts yeah. and stylized shots. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, he leans into that. But 
so yeah, it's been it's been a minute. Uh, Spectre came out in 2015. Had some like fun behind the scenes shit. Like Eric kept changing the like release schedule. That's for right. The James Bond series. <laughs> well, they were supposed like, to have I was like, like okay. Well, I got I, I like I've stayed up late and I got I got this uh, episode done. And you're like, oh yeah, no, it's not coming out for another two weeks because like they push No Time to Die back. So now we got to like they space everything it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was April, and then they pushed it back to November, and then it was April again, and then once again back to what was it october finally uh but yeah it was it was a dream yeah, when when eric told me they brought it back to april i was like bullshit you don't say november and then say april you can't go back in time <laughs> well, y'all yeah. lucky home viewers so, got to hear every episode instead of just just us doing the best of and then daniel craig movies mm-hmm. so <laughs> exactly why would i betray you we all have our secrets we just didn't get to yours yet. The world is arming faster than we can respond. Where's 007? I need a favor, brother. You're the only one I trust for this. The world's moved on, Commander Bond. You were double O. Two years. So stay in your lane. You get in my way. I will put a bullet in your knee. The one that works. I thought you two would get along. Name? Bond. James Bond. So you're not dead. Hello, Q. I've missed you. It's the most valuable asset this country has. If you feel yourself losing control, I'm not going to lose. Control. James, you gave up everything for her. When her secret finds its way out, it'll be the death of you. What is it? You don't know what this is. James Bond. License to kill. History of violence. I could be speaking to my own reflection. Only your skills die with your body. Mine will survive long after I'm gone. History isn't kind to men who play God. Oh, awesome. you do? Cool. Oh, okay. is it a is it a speech? Is it a eulogy for Bond? <laughs> Spoilers. No. No, I'm just <laughs> you ready for it? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. It turns out some people found some time to die. Wow. Ah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you're fired? Uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully out of a cannon? Like <laughs> my my wife had a mole removed from her face yesterday and she Ooh. had a stitch in for it and I told her that I said that before we went to sleep last night and she was like 
she was like, oh my God, uh, this is more painful than the stitch, than the pain <laughs> in my face right now. You, your wife's probably like, if I can remember that in the morning, we're getting a divorce. <laughs> well, yeah. no, like, to me, it just, just says that Ben's a dad. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. dad jokes. Uh, yeah, I was oh, made man. for this shit, man. I was made for being a dad. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, it has Jesus its moments. Christ. Oh, <laughs> fuck um, you. but yeah i mean i guess we'll get into it in a second but uh yeah that title it's kind of false advertising isn't it (laughs) more like no time to make the movie (sighs) i mean wait uh, hang on i don't think i did that right you know what maybe you're not set up for uh for the main stage maybe you go to the second stage for a little bit there buddy you know (laughs) you know they they say time to die um, I, I think it's just yeah, supposed Lashana to be Lynch like says it. It's a really bad one. Yeah, I, I think it's just supposed to be like I don't know the opposite of what the movie is because this isn't quite like the originals where like they found a way to work it into the movie. You, you know, you think of Moonraker, like Golden Eye, Thunderball. That's usually like the villain's project. Goldfinger is the name of the main villain, so like they they heavily reference it. It still sounds cool. Bond titles always sound cool. Um, you know, no time to die, but Bond does die. So, like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's the irony, I guess, I, in the the title. <sighs> before going in, I think I actually asked Justin. I was like, "Do you think anyone's actually going to say no time to die in the movie?" <laughs> like, because that felt Dude, like I... that would be like very appropriate during the Bronson it... era, Bro- Brosnan era. <laughs> Damn it, action Bronson. <laughs> Yeah, it would not have. You, we could not have done this episode without you calling him Pierce Bronson. Even after, like, we called him out, like, you, you had to do that at least once. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it worked for the theme song. Uh-huh. The theme song was amazing, and it had it worked great. The title works for the theme. The title works for the theme of the movie. It just it doesn't work as a word in the freaking movie, and it happens. It's dumb. It's dumb. Well, this the scientist says no, and then she says time to die. Yeah, so it's like, but they were smart to because there there were a couple of parts where they could have. Um, I mean, you you think of all the moments where like they're about to go do something really stupid, uh, like when they go to the base or when Bond decides to stay because the doors are closing. Like they could have worked in no time to die. And it's like, but do you want them to say it? Like, do you want it to sound that bad? There, there was too much levity in this movie. It was there was not a single like funny part. Well, there's some. There's one good funny part that I laughed out loud in the theater. But there's there was no like levity towards the end. Like when they're like landing that plane is the base, or that he's crawling up to the top to go watch like the sunset. Like you can't. But it, there was too serious. You can't do that. Yeah. And yeah. Like, the only time they could have done that was when they go to uh, to to Q's house. Like that's the only kind of time they could have done it. Or or in um uh oh god whatever I well Jamaica they were in Jamaica. Yeah. Like if they had just like you know offhandedly said it in the club or something, um, but completely non-referential to like a, a bad situation. Felix could have gotten away with it. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Felix could have oh, gotten away with it. Felix. Or you also run into Logan that ass. thing where it's like you you run you run into that thing where it's like. Um, you know, they came up with the title four years ago and somebody was just channeling their like Jesse Ventura ain't got time to bleed. And then like there <laughs> yeah. were five script re- rewrites between then and now. And they're like, well, shit, this doesn't make any sense anymore. But fuck it. That's, we, no. We've already released so, it as the title of the movie. <laughs> it's interesting you guys brought that up. Uh, I totally forgot to put this in my notes, but um, the original title 
was I want to say a reason to die, but then they were like, "Oh fuck, we can't." Jesus Christ, that gives away the movie the right in the title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they always intended to to do this, and I think if you look back at Craig's other movies, it makes a lot of sense. This is you know the fifth entry in the Daniel Craig Bond series, and what's interesting about his movies is they're very separate from the first twenty movies, right? Like Casino Royale was mm-hmm. a full on reboot. It's an origin story, and then Quantum of Solace is like the first direct sequel to a bond movie like and minutes later this... sequel yeah yeah and then there's yeah, this it, just it started immediately line. after yeah like specter builds off a of skyfall and then of course this movie like really builds on everything yeah. that came before it so but eric and i had the conversation this movie basically takes place in real time with daniel craig you talk about daniel craig being like 35 when he filmed casino royale and now he's 50 yeah. in this movie because it's been 15 goddamn years like there is yeah. It, it's this is real the, time like uh, an agent can't last this long in the field <laughs> yeah, yeah weren't they supposed to make because uh, from what i remember when they when they first came out with casino Royale, wasn't the agreement something like seven or more bond films with craig like wasn't that the contract and then bond got bought out uh, no no they really had to throw a dump truck full of money at daniel craig after <laughs> after number three he's like after yeah. skyfall which skyfall was a legitimate end you had like boom ready to go awesome and then they're like, hey, I, I need thought to come he had back. signed on for a lot more movies. But then uh, like I because it was something about like the the rights to Bond got bought by someone else. Well, there was the whole thing with like Spectre and Blofeld was held by a different <laughs> yeah, person. Yeah, the rights to or... use Spectre. Yeah, they, they they put to the last minute on that one. That's why we had Quantum through uh, one through three, which they didn't even announce Quantum until the second one, for Christ's sake. So, yeah, you had... Yeah, they kind of ended up retconning some stuff because they always wanted to use Spectre in the newer movies, but they just weren't able to do it until that fourth movie. Because of the owner of Never Say Never Again. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do Thunderball again! <laughs> <laughs> Third time's a charm. <laughs> oh, man, that would have been ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, so this movie starts out with a cold open of an alcoholic mother yelling at her teen, you know, her young daughter. It, it was interesting because it dated itself to, like, the 80s, but you could... It, it was Scandinavia, so it could have been, like, any time because they have not grown up. Sorry, Scandinavia. Um, <laughs> but uh, you have... what You eventually find out as an assassin limping his way to their their field in i mean it's gorgeous uh to their a-frame and ends up murdering uh the mom and the daughter can't get away and then finally gets away over some ice and ends up almost drowning after shooting the guy and the guy ends up saving her and that's where that iconic mask if you've seen any of the trailers or any of the the side stuff um and then we immediately cut to almost directly after the last movie i mean maybe like a week but i mean you get after Blofeld's captured, uh, Madeline Swan is with James Bond. They're about to go on vacation and uh, do the diggity. Um, but for some reason, they end up going to where Vesper Lind is buried. I realize that they're they're basically trying to get a relationship off the ground, and and they're right. trying to like figure out like, hey, uh, we've been through some trauma. We have some serious shit. You are like literally the daughter of uh, a vast criminal enterprise yeah mr white was her dad his his (laughs) yeah he he is the daughter of his worst enemy and previous enemies yeah Mm -hmm. so there's there's some shit they have to unpack so i mean you're basically jumping (laughs) into this this is not like a uh oh we're gonna date we're gonna do some stuff like hey you want to come to my place no they're basically jumping into what is 
uh, a 10 year relationship that Bond has literally learned everything about this organization and she knows about it too and she left and now they're together. So, hey, uh, let me go check out my uh, ex-dead girlfriend's tomb. You know, I, I was with her for a week. So, I mean, like, it's, it, it's yeah, a weird you, shit. You, 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 you shot my dad and stuffed him in a trunk, and, but I won't tell you I love you until after we go visit your dead girlfriend's grave. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it opens kind up people with, like, them... Start. Them, <laughs> there's a festival where they, people burn their secrets and, and their stuff like that. And like, you know, like, wow, we're setting this shit up for some like uh, symbolism. I mean, this is like, what was the, mm-hmm. the movie I mentioned that where it's just like, it beats you over the face. Symbolism, <laughs> goddammit. Symbolism. Symbolism. Oh, yeah. I think it was like I, Skyfall did that. It's like symbolism. Symbolism. Just punch, punch, punch. So, I mean, we open with that and <laughs> turns out uh, Spectre has already been to the gravesite, which I wonder how long that bomb has Dude, been planted okay. there. That, that's <laughs> definitely dark. one of my notes. This is like, Bruh, how long ago? Because, like, I, I will say, that is probably Blofeld's greatest achievement. Oh, yeah. Is putting that fucking bomb in her yeah, that's cold. Like, gravestone, okay. like, years ago. So, I... I I'm, knowing Craig... Like, no, how did, how he did didn't. blow up on Craig? This is one of those things that when you when you look back again, Eric There were five verify. names on that tombstone, that no. mausoleum yeah. block there, right? Like, nobody had any visitors come visit them. And like, like, the, they, the dude who, like, sweeps off the grave, you know, dusts them off. Or, like, somebody else some flowers and, like, their grandma's... I, so, of, of all the shit... God damn it, third grave this week! No, Here, yeah. Here's um, what I got from that. I think there was a guy... Graves. There was a guy that was hired to sit there day and night with the with the trigger. <laughs> like no, no, and I'll tell you exactly how just this worked waiting out. Waiting for this, you know, British super spy to come. Well, they by. they did show the the young boy running away. Yeah. yeah. So I either they knew for a fact that Bond had been there because it seemed like uh, Blofeld had been able to keep up with Bond's whereabouts. Oh yeah, because of his eyeball. Um, That's why. That's literally what it was. No, he 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 had. Don't forget, he's basically like a fucking like android in his eyeball, and it's not iPhone because that showed a crash years ago. He was an android in his iPhone, and then people are just keeping tabs on shit all day long. And Blofeld was part of Spectre. He was. He had had nine eyes. He was in charge of the entire like surveillance system stuff. So that the fact that he would be like, oh, Bond's on his way here. Let me call one of my assassins in the area. And then they get a team together. And after Bond, which, by the way, great appearance of like, hey, you can't hear after your eardrums are blown out. This is reminding yeah, exactly of Archer. That was cool. I really yeah. like that. There that was some was Archer nice shit. And like, whop, whop, whop. Um, yeah. You know, he escapes the assassins. I mean, don't forget, Bond is 50. He's jumping off bridges and breaking his fucking self. He escapes <laughs> yeah. with Madeline. Uh, by the way, can we can we talk about how badass that they showed in the trailers for like three seconds? But the turnaround, like machine guns and his freaking DB9. Oh, the DB5? Yeah. Oh, the DB5. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is amazing. Yeah. That is, this is the like, best you, use of that car in the entire series, I think. Even that like the sequence. the chicken he plays with her like, oh, oh, OK. Did you give me up? Because I'll let them fucking shoot through this window, bitch. I will. <laughs> I will let them shoot this window. I will be fine because I can always drive away. But like yeah. and she's just standing there like. I didn't do it. I didn't. I promise. I, like, she realizes because, again, she's been in the game. She knows what, like, assassins are. Like, her dad did this shit. So she, when yeah. she realizes that Bond thinks that she did it, she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. And, you know, finally he, he gets it. Yeah. But, I mean. That whole, that yeah, whole sequence was very, uh, I don't know. I felt for her. But I totally understood where he was coming from, too. It was it was well done, you know. I mean, don't forget his last like, official love that he just got blown up by her graveside. Also oh yeah, did the I get same where shit he's to him. From. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, because he doesn't open too. up. 
you know, easily to people. And, you know, he, yeah. he finally did. And then this shit happens. Yeah. So obviously he's going to think like worst case scenario. You well, know? he, he kind of opened up to Vesper and this shit happened then. And then yeah, exactly. In like well, Skyfall. Yeah, Vesper was the last died. person Honestly, that he opened like, up to. Like that scarf well, yeah. finally healed and then just got ripped right back open. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And like there was some cool stuff with that chase. Like that motorcycle jump oh, was a practical stunt. The, the dude nuts. jumping the Maserati over the guy. That was yeah. a practical stunt. Like that was freaking rad, right? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, this whole cold open. It's like, I want to say 30 minutes. This is like it, the longest cold yeah. open we've it's got. It's solid. And it's a, it's a yeah. full movie in but and it's of itself. Good. So, yeah. okay. One of, one of my notes was the cold open kind of flips the bond structure on its head. Because they are doing a leisurely drive. This That's is the right. slowest cold <laughs> open in the series. That's right. <laughs> what was it? But was it Goldfinger when he's in the chase? Because <laughs> like it was just so cool. Like, uh, and one of the other things um, to to kind of like juxtapose that. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is the only film that we get to see the DB85 like drift and race. Like, yeah, well, no, yeah, no, because okay. he, he drives yeah. it to uh, some... Skyfall, but that's it's literally just a, yeah, a country crew. It's Goldfinger not a chase, though. Did it, yeah. but it's at <laughs> yeah. night, so it kind of, and it's also like mostly in cab scenes. So this is the first right. time you really get to see the DB eighty five perform, and it like that's it beautiful. But too, yeah. it was beautiful that like this was a slow open uh, when you take Skyfall for instance or Quantum of Solace, I think. Yeah, with the DBS, Quantum has the chase at the beginning. Yeah, where he has yeah. the white stuffed in the trunk and the doors yeah. start coming okay. off. Yeah, so it was Quantum. Yeah. So that one, literally, the movie opens up with this, like, you have no idea what is happening. Yeah. Like, yeah. your brain cannot comprehend what's going on for the first, like, minute and a half. It feels like you're, like you're in that chase, but not in a good way, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. But then you, you have this one, like, which shit. is slow. They're, like, romantic. They get to hang out. Um, it... It's such like for for knowing going and knowing that this is the end film, yeah. it is so very different. I'll, several things this movie does is very different from its predecessors, oh. but like yeah. that, I feel like is the best intro because it's like like Bond is calming down. The movie needs to calm down. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I love what you said about the, this being like the thing that where that we actually see the DB five race like from a third from a external camera right like yeah. i think to eric's it point drifts. the greatest moment i think the greatest moment of the db5 to eric's point i think it's still yeah. in skyfall when like when like they're about to kill james bond and then he activates it from the under the freaking tarp yes. and front yard and shoots all those guys like that i think i still like that part better but it's pretty amazing this is the best time we've seen him chase with that car which is is really oh. cool we, we the part though when he does get into the fist fight with the bionic eye guy and smacks yeah. the eye out that was a damn cool part yeah i keep coming back to what what Corey just said where it's like oh there was that kid that ran away and then i'm thinking like is he like the son of the guy who was supposed to be watching that grave before and that guy oh. like on his deathbed was like i've been doing this for 10 years like you gotta take <laughs> over if you see if you see some blonde dude with blue eyes come up <laughs> This thing you got a radio specter right away. No, yeah. the kid the kid was uh related to the guy in the shack and then when now. Bond goes I, to to the shack like the guy's already dead and the phone's off the hook. Like oh, when he, he makes the, the like the, the kid is just like there to direct him and they're like, "Oh, hey, I dropped you off whatever I'm going to go well, right back." The the guy was alive when he walked out, but it looked I think both of them left. 
because they I, so my my reasoning for this is the sheep scene a call is made and they're like take your sheep out right now mm-hmm. and they're like why and they're like just fucking do it or i'll kill you and they do. So I'm wondering if it was the same, like if the answer to the first scenario wasn't provided until the second scenario where like that, that whole thing going on in the, the, the grave site was them calling at me like, yo, shit's about to go down. So like leave because this guy's going to be pissed and want some answers. So I, I do have something about that though. Don't forget, uh, uh, White's base of operations originally was in Lake Como, Italy, which is what mid Italy. Uh, and then this is in the south of Italy. Like, you know what? Maybe uh, Quantum and then what eventually became Spectre just maybe owns half of Italy because, like, the mob and shit. So, like, yep. they can just call yeah. any town and be like, uh, you know this voice. This voice is telling you to do something. Otherwise, I will literally kill you and everybody you've ever met. So I'm just saying, like, it could just be, like, one of those, like, Quantum and Spectre's taken over. So if you get a threatening call on the phone, you just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, even if I didn't know the voice and somebody called me and was like, hey, just do this shit right now or I'll fucking kill you, I'd probably do it. Yeah. Really. If it was just, just like, I didn't know the voice, I'd probably feel like, more yeah, okay. compelled. I mean, I don't know you, but I like, I don't, I definitely don't want to get fucking killed. And it's not like they were in a <laughs> field, like, put your sheep in the middle of the road. It's like, no, let your sheep out of the place where they walked to BM with. Like, yeah, you can let them out. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll do that for you. I don't care. <laughs> now, I know so. we, we kind of glossed over it, but what did you guys think of the gun barrel at the very beginning? Because... The Daniel Craig movies have done some interesting things with the gun barrels. Yeah, they've been at the end. I remember the gun barrel being at the beginning. I remember it at the end. So the first movie had that, you know, the gun barrel was part of the cold open, which was kind of interesting. The second one, there was the gun barrel at the very end. Very, very end. Yeah. And I think Skyfall might might have done the same thing. Well, I think think Skyfall had it at the beginning because I want to say the reasoning, if memory serves in our podcasts, Mm -hmm. it is because... Quantum of Solace is the end of Casino Royale, and Skyfall yeah, so is it's now like its a own book, story. Bookend, I guess. Yeah, because um, that's and, why I ended with it. But then I, I'm pretty sure Skyfall started with it. I'm pretty sure Spectre started with it. Um, and um, Spectre with definitely it. started with a. It was almost a classic gun barrel, but then it did that weird thing where it was like the dead are alive, and then it jumps to the Day of the Dead parade or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So we've also had different suits, and this time Bond is wearing traditional tux in the gun barrel, like a traditional That's black right. tux, not a blues velvet tux. He's wearing the blue. He's wearing a bunch of different like outfits. This one was mm-hmm. a traditional, like recreate it one hundred percent the way he did it before. And then yeah. we go straight into the the music thing. But yeah, like it's yeah. What was interesting about this one, though, something I noticed on my second watch is when he fires, it seems like he misses because every time the gun barrel ends with Bond, you know, shooting the the camera the audience i don't know <laughs> the it's weird but like blood drips down like that's part of mm. it right and that doesn't happen this time so well, i thought that cause... was kind of symbolic because like it like, kills a dude at the end i mean i, I if we're jumping toward oh like, yeah there is the stuff, actual like, he, yeah that that was a, he that turns was a and moment. shoots a guy and we get like a down he does the the pose shot. in the movie yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that was that was pretty cool they did that too yeah, overall, I love this cold open. I think it's one of the I mean, I, I don't think ones. that the gun barrel at the beginning is that great because the bullet didn't go back up the barrel. That's like <laughs> the only gun barrel scene that works for me. <laughs> so Die Another Day is the standard for you. Um, Die Another Day is really like... CG it's bullet. the gold standard, I think, for our podcast, but also With techno for music. the Bond movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I hate man. all of you. That was a great specifically episode. Specifically you, Ben. The movie was terrible. But... <laughs> That was my favorite episode. That was my favorite episode of the whole show. Was that another day? I think that I'd never Moonraker. seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> oh oh god. Hey Bill, crazy. shut up about Moonraker. 
<laughs> He's still typing to me on Discord as we speak. <laughs> I'm going to spoil the damn movie for him. So up next we have the opening song, Billie oh, Eilish's uh, "Love It." No love time it. to die. Yeah. Yeah. I will say when it dropped last year, right about when the movie was supposed to come out, I was like, "Oh, this is great." Uh, the it wasn't even eligible for this year for stuff because it was so long ago. I thought the movie was fantastic. <laughs> Uh, for this movie. I don't think it was one of the best James Bond songs. I think it was uh-huh. fantastic for this movie. I think the song slaps on its own, but it, it yeah. is, it's it's not the best James Bond song, but like, it's a damn good song. Like, it's, it's very well produced. It goes great with the visuals. Like, this is some good shit. It's definitely not my favorite, but you're right. It, I think it does fit the theme of the movie, the, you know, the and lyrics and all that. We're at peak Billie Eilish because it's still breathy where she hasn't like, reinvented herself. This is literally the peak. This is the uh, Billie Eilish that everyone is currently in love with as of 2021. And she will change herself when she turns like 20 years old. Like that's the way it's going to fucking be. It, 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 <laughs> it is. But like, so here's my complaint with the song. So sure. like, so I, I thought the sequence was great. I liked the song up oh, yeah, until it gets about two thirds of the way through the song. And then she goes for the big finale and she tries to like go like full like Adele Shirley yeah. Bassett. Yeah, end, yeah, she goes right? Adele. She tries to turn it into like a Bond song at the end, and it's like it's exactly what Justin was saying. We're like, this isn't. We don't want a traditional Bond song for this. This isn't a traditional Bond movie. Right. We want freaking. We want fucking bad guy. We want like a real like Billie Eilish like see me in a crown kind of shit, right? Like mm-hmm. that'd be great for this. And then yeah. at the end, she's kind of wants to do the big James Bond finale, which I get, but like. Yeah. You know, there's nothing that she does in the last, like, third of the song that is superior to it, like, an Adele or somebody else like that. You know, like, yeah. she needs to, she needs to kind of, like, stick with her sound the whole way through. Oh, I, no, and, and this, I would rank it does this, date the movie. Yeah. yeah. I would say, I, I would rank this uh, near Spectre as far as openings go. Which I, did, so, I didn't personally hate Spectre's. Yeah. <laughs> I know you guys, like, weren't a big fan of that one. I don't hate it, but it's... It's like middle tier for me. It's like okay. You know? No, like, I, mean, I like so what they were trying for, but like it could have been better. That's kind of how I feel about this one. You know, the I like I, I definitely agree with Ben, and I think Ben hit a point that I couldn't quite like put my tongue on um, because when when the song first released, I was like, okay, this is slower. It makes sense. This is the final Bond film. It's yeah. like an ode, you know, to <laughs> Bond. Yeah. But yeah, she goes, she tries to do, you know, the kind of high thing. It's not that, you know, for those listening, if you for some reason haven't seen this movie, it's not that she doesn't hit the note. It's that it doesn't feel like it's part of the same song. Mm-hmm. Um, I did love the visuals of the intro, but yes. I did not feel like this song fit the intro. Eh. The intro was a lot more upbeat than the song was. I, I like the clock imagery. I feel like it could have used more tentacle porn. 
<laughs> well, so the the clock thing goes right back into the theme is um, be, yeah. because they had literally just gotten done talking about like their their past and like giving up their past, and the visuals are of Bond giving up um, the United Madeline. Kingdom, giving or giving up Britain, yeah. Britain giving yeah. up the spy, you know, giving up everything uh, into the hourglass. Like that is the visual of it. So I think it's really cool. The the message is like really. I, I think it's pretty well spread throughout the entire film. Um, but yeah. I, I thought that the intro, it, it is, it is a very solid visual intro, but Definitely. I felt that the intro was more action packed than the song that we got. Yeah. I did think that the, the DNA guns was a bit much. That was like the only thing I was like, ah, oh, I really? liked that part. Yeah. The DNA guns was cool. <laughs> I mean, it kind of was, like, but it's like a 12 year old thought this up, you know? Yo, no, no, going no, no, to like what's not the, even the worst imagery that we've had to like show the no. entire fucking plot in a James yeah. Bond intro. Yeah, no, it's sure. not that and bad it's like, compared to a lot, a lot of the ones we've watched. Um, I yeah, will... That's kind of what Corey was saying, where it's like, this is more of like a traditional Bond intro, mm-hmm. but this isn't a traditional Bond. It's it, The intro seems like very retro. Like you get those dots. At the beginning, yeah, you like, get the Doctor No dots. dots. Like, yeah, yeah that like, excited me. I get, yeah, I get that you're trying to tie it all together. And like, but they went for like a very retro intro and then a very modern like song. Yeah. And then, like I said, like she tries to go back to like. It, was it doesn't a little... quite mesh. Yeah, it, it it was, it's, I mean, it's what you guys have said also, where it's like, it was a great idea, and it, it was good, it was, mm-hmm. it was a solid B+, plus, but it could have been, it's how I feel about the new Mortal Kombat movie, right, where it's like, it's good, <laughs> but it could have been awesome, you know, yeah. it could have been like, like, truly epic, you know? No, no totally. I will rank say epic this anymore. I shouldn't say epic. song <laughs> as my third favorite of the Craig series. I would say Casino Royale is my favorite of the Craig series. I would say Casino Royale's intro is probably the best. I know you didn't like it, Ben. I think it was you that didn't no, like I liked it. No, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Okay, yeah. Casino Royale's up there. The intro... It, I just hate... I hate all the songs, so, like, it makes me... <laughs> I understand why you think I hated it. Even Duran Duran? Like, all Fuck the you, Duran Duran is being... I actually Durand have shit stuck in my head right now. But, no, I would say uh, uh, it was, it's, it's Casino Royale's song and Skyfall, the song, and they flip back and forth for me, I would say, on a monthly basis when I think about it. I'm like, oh, this one was better. Oh, this one was better. Because I think Adele was a timeless song. This one sure. is not. This one dates it. Like, we know right now Billie Eilish is the hot shit, but she's been hot shit for three years and pop stars come and go. You guys remember when Garbage did the theme song? I mean, like, when's the last time you thought about Garbage? So, no, like, everyone still remembers Adele, and that's going to be a thing. But, like... After that, I mean, Quantum has to be rated the, the worst Bond song for Craig, but it's not terrible to me. So I mean, like, yeah, that's I I didn't mind Burnell? Sam I didn't mind Sam Smith with uh with uh, the Spectre song. It was it was decent. It wasn't the best. It was just fine. But yeah, I extremely disliked the Spectre song. Oh, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't blame you because it's I mean you know it's yeah. fine. It's a good song. It's they made just, some choices. They shoved it in a Bond. <laughs> They just shoved it in a Bond movie. It had nothing to do with Bond. Like, I think Quantum made more sense for a Bond movie. Sure. But. Yeah. I, I mean, if there's one thing that, like, this series has taught me, it's that, like, nobody wants to fucking hear my opinion on the music. <laughs> 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 Every time, uh, I love how Eric always kind of splices it in where they're like, oh, my, everybody's like, this is awesome. And I'm like, eh, eh I don't know. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about this series. All the different opinions. Dude, you're a hipster only listens to pes- Tibetan throat singing. We get it. So, like... <laughs> I only listen to early 90s punk rock, you guys. 
Can you imagine Blink-182 doing a Bond song? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Dodge no, the bullet there. Earlier, I need the Where are you? Bucks. I need the better. <laughs> I need the Ramones. <laughs> so, Why uh, couldn't the Ramones have done a Roger Moore one? I feel like that would have worked. <laughs> got it. If you like this episode, check out our Patreon for more great content like this and help support us to keep this show going.